It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. It is Carcon Carne, Quarantine Con Carne, me, I'm James Van Osdell. And before we begin the big show, Carcon Carne, sponsored tonight by CNH Financial Services. CNH offers a variety of products ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expenses tied to accepting credit cards. CNH also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs to help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact C&H Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. A quick programming note, in the nights to come in the next week or so on Carcon Carne, uh, later on this week, Matt Pace, Chicago author, writer, he wrote an entire book about Saved by the Bell. He went episode by episode through the entire show from the, the first season through the finale and uh, dissected it. it. It's it's a fool's errand. He did it. We'll talk to him about his book. Uh, also, Dr. Frank from the Mr. T Experience, the long-running pop-punk heroes, Mr. T Experience, will be joining me. Uh, Rich Sparks, author and cartoonist, will be joining me. And Martin Atkins makes his triumphant return to the show. Martin Atkins of Pig Face, Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, etc. cetera. Uh, really, just a true star and wonderful gentleman. He'll be rejoining us. But for now, they were making faces as I was reading my sponsor message. Here they are. It is Karen and Ivan, the two people who comprise the band Bellhead. Hi, Karen and Ivan. Hi, good evening. How are you? Uh, good. Are, are you are you safely quarantined together? Is that what bands do now? That is that is what uh, that is what bands do, at least this band. <laughs> um, I, I was I was a little nervous earlier today. Bellhead, I'm assuming this was Ivan, uh, wrote on social media. James Van Ostel is going to take the thumb screws to Bellhead. Secrets will be revealed. I don't even know what that means. What, 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 what thumb screws am I taking to you? What, what's happening here? I, uh, you know, the... Well, if anyone's going to get any information out of us, it's going to be you. Like we, we tend to tend to hold things pretty, pretty tight uh, uh, and don't give away a lot of details. But somehow you always manage to to get all the dirt from us. Well, well Ivan, Mr. Rush over there, he, he, he seems secretive and uh, concerning in some ways. Did you ever see that? When uh, David Bowie was on Conan O'Brien, and they did their secrets. Yes. And he's like, once I was on stage in Cleveland, I said I was happy to be there. I wasn't. <laughs> secrets. All right. Yeah. Favorite, favorite Bowie album? Oh, God. Um, no, you no, can't do yeah, that. That's... No. I will say my, my first Bowie album I bought was scary monsters and super creeps which is excellent and, and uh, I which say, i would say might be my favorite yeah 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 i think it's his last two we can't do a top we can't do a top no. only song we were talking about the tin machine live record oy vey baby the other day rehearsal so we go deep too deep i uh, yeah there's there's some highlights of those tin machine albums when my first child was a baby i would sing the beginning of baby universal to it baby Baby, you're right. Yeah, we we're literally talking about baby universal. <laughs> but, uh, but that's yes. pretty much all we do is talk about obscure music that most other people don't like or haven't heard of. There and was this is why time. you're here, right? There was the time we went through a TV guide by memory, and oh yeah, that was a good tour story. 
TV oh, guys. Too. Yeah, yeah. We, we spent a lot of time talking about episodes of MacGyver. See, here's the thing I, I realized about myself. I, I'm talking to Matt Pace, the guy who wrote the book about Saved by the Bell. Up until maybe 10 years ago, I didn't really watch TV at all. Like in television, let's be honest, kind of sucked. I mean, pre-internet explosion, pre-breaking bad, pre-Sopranos, TV wasn't great, right? What no? No, I, I what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. There was there was the 90s alterna angry teens like we had buffy the vampire slayer we had angel and we had charmed and then the 80s was chock full of, of absolutely fantastic with magnum pi oh stop we had it. miami vice we stop. had scarecrow and mrs king jake <laughs> and the fat man uh yeah, my mother the car right. yeah. no look prior to 10 years ago we had had millennium and then there were a bunch of other shows within the past 10 years we've had agents of shield William, uh, wasn't that the movie with Chris Christopherson in it? No, that's uh, Lance Henriksen. That was the X Files uh, spinoff. Greatest living American actor. He's pretty good. And X Files was good for the first few seasons. Well, once the once the Liquid Terminator came on board, I, I kind of lost interest. Yeah, and then what was the the, the spinoff? I couldn't get behind either. The Lone, Lone Gunman. Lone Gunman. Yeah. See, we're literally turning this into the, like every time every time we have an interview, it, we turn into talking about pop culture and TV shows, and which is totally fine. But but none, of this, none of this absolves you from the Bowie question. Oh. Album. Yeah. Scary Monsters and Super Creeps is a phenomenal record. Like, that's that's the only one I have a tattoo from. So, Really? Uh, I think my, my, I'll do it. My, my favorite Bowie album is Hunky Dory. Interesting choice. Got yeah. yeah, Queen Bitch on that. Yep. No. Andy Warhol. Life on Mars. Right. See, for, for me, it's Diamond Dog, Station to Station, and Scary Monsters. Those three. Okay. Yeah. And that makes sense because those are fantastic albums. It, it, Diamond Dogs has uh, We Are the Dead, Big Brother, Rebel Rebel, and Station to Station for the title track alone. There didn't need to be anything else on that album no. other than that song. That, that's all you need. That's, that's perfection. I mean, it's basically an EP. Yeah, it's six songs. Yeah. yeah. But those six songs include TBC 1-5 and Golden Years and World on a Wing. Oh, my God. We digress. You are bellhead. You're bellhead. Uh, we have the entire band with us tonight. The two of you. Yes. Uh, and I, obviously the thing that makes you noteworthy just on paper is the fact that it's a band made of two bass guitarists. Well, what else do you need? <laughs> That's it. Uh, one goes low. The other goes high. Yeah. So, so uh, Ivan and I, um, I mean, we're obviously both bass players, but our styles are completely different. And I think that's what makes it so unique. Um, so Ivan has, uh, he has a, a vintage short scale bass. He uses a pick. Um, his tone is, you know, it's that high bass. And I have, you know, the Thunderbirds and the Ampegs and the low growly rock and roll, deep thunder tones. And so when you mesh those two things together, it really comes up with this obscure and unique and fascinating sound. Ivan just looks pissed. I do have the biggest base. Yeah. I, Ivan looks angry. Wait, Ivan, are you wearing an Alice Cooper t-shirt? Yes. Oh, see, I love you guys. 1975. Welcome to my nightmare. That actually the, the, uh, the original idea for Bellhead uh, on a dark and stormy night, uh, I think it was during one of the snowstorms. Yeah. Ivan and I uh, drank a bottle of vodka 
watched Too Long Food for Everything Julie Newbar and said that we should do a Alice Cooper tribute band. Um, that was the thing was, why write our own songs where we could just play Alice Cooper songs and we could call it Billion Dollar Babies? Yes. And as soon as I looked into it and found out that the Alice Cooper band had spun off and put out a record as Billion Dollar Babies, we were just like, well, that was it. I guess we should make our own music then. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that I would I would love you as much as I, or more than I already do because you know Alice Cooper and Bowie huge fan of both of them. I do want to acknowledge everyone who's watching on Facebook Live. Natalie says her favorite Bowie album is Let's Dance. Nice. She says she gets grief for it. Maybe not up there in the in the the higher tier of Bowie albums, but that does have the the cooler version I think of Cat People and Without You. You know what, but that like that album got Bowie into the mainstream. So it was able to reach so many back people in yeah. back in the mainstream that it, mm-hmm. he necessarily didn't have it before. And then he got more fans. So yeah. I, I have no no problem with people saying that. Stevie Ray Vaughan, good, yeah. guitar. You've got Ricochet, which feels like it's nine minutes long, even though it's not. You know, that, That's a great one. And Modern Love is still a blast. Modern oh, yeah. Love is always a blast. Yeah. Uh, all right. Favorite Alice Cooper album. Is it Billion Dollar Babies? It's Last Temptation. Interesting choice from yep. 1994. Yep. Neil the, the, Gaiman did the yeah. time comic book. Yeah, he did. And I, I, I want to say that's when Alice uh, discovered Jesus, like he already rediscovered Jesus. It was right around that time. He went, he went, he swung the other way. I don't know because his wife has been, always been. I don't know when Alice kind of goes in and out of his was that before or after the golf craze? I think golf has been there for a yeah, long that's time. always been there. I, I read I read the uh, Golf Monster book. Oh, how the was autobiography. it? I read it in a day. I mean, it's, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, I feel like Alice is kind of cagey, and depending on when you ask him something, it depends on what kind of answer you're going to get. So I, I don't I don't really know. I just love Last Temptation, just beginning to end. That's like, you know, you got two songs penned by Chris Cornell with him doing backing vocals. You just got got a great band it's not it's all of the things that i want from alice cooper i i would say alice put out some great music in this century too i mean i i enjoyed the the welcome to my nightmare the the follow-up album uh even along came uh, spider had a couple good songs I mean, there, there have been good songs uh, dirty diamonds i think is a great song from this century he's still doing good uh, stuff i really like brutal planet the I'm title like, track is amazing yeah but again, you are Bellhead. Sorry. See, you, you, we're doing it. it no. Yeah, it's, we are Bellhead. It's your fault for wearing that shirt. Uh, so you're not new to the scene. I mean, this is not your your first uh, post punk industrial rodeo. Uh, you you've been around, and my guess is because it's just the two of you. You've had enough of working with lots of other people. You just want to. This is uh, you need to be isolated with just one other person you can trust. Screw the rest. I'm right here. You can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's really, really what it was. Like I've, Ivan and I, um, we talked about getting in the same room musically for a decade. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Ivan and I actually have, have interwoven and crossed paths for many, many, many years. We actually were both at various times in the band, uh, Sheriff Scabs and Black Country Rock. And I know you love, you love, you know, Scabs. He's a great guy. So, so Everyone we've actually scabs. been in the same band at different, different times. times. Yeah. You've played songs I wrote. 
when I wasn't in the band. And then yeah. you played my songs that I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so basically, um, you know, I, uh, I took a hiatus from Chicago quite a few years ago and, and moved back. And I was kind of like, well, what, you know, what now, where do we go? Um, for, you know, for quite a few years, uh, I was, I was in a great band called Worm that we were actually, we did the pizza cast with you. Um, and Ivan's been in Mr. Russia for forever. Um, unfortunately, you know, his mate, uh, moved away, uh, to the East coast and he was looking for something new. And I was like, you know what? I, I think it's time for me. I, I really, you know, I, I, I love Worm. I love Mike Reedy. He's a great guy, but for me, it was, I want to write my own music. Um, sure. you know, being a hired gun is, is, you know, kind of a, it's not where I want to be anymore. And so again, dark and stormy night. And we said, let's, let's just do this and see what happens what's funny is that's actually the first thing we were we did we were on together was a worm track that i came in and did vocals on right because when i did uh the mr rush record big noise you were out of town but you were supposed to do backing vocals so, so you did my backing vocals for my song so, in worm. <laughs> right. nadia from ganser ended up doing your part and reedy came in and did vocals so. uh, another great performer too uh i just checked i i hadn't thought about this for a while the worm Carquin Carne was almost exactly three years ago. It was oh se September of 2017. Nice. When, when you and I had pizza in my car. That was fun. That was a good time. And I, and I brought the tiny, the tiny base. You did. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we went to Village Inn that night in Skokie. I saw Desi, the owner recently. Good dude. His business seems to still be kicking ass. It, pandemic be damn so good for him support your local good. when karen told me about this i was hoping you were gonna like get like the taxi plexi in your yeah. mazda so i could get like nacho cheese in the back and stuff you know like it, worse things have been spilled in my back seat <laughs> don't want to know but no uh but I, I thought about this i really thought about well how do i get back to the car and the simple answer is i don't right now i thought about doing with like lyft and uh uber drivers are doing with plexiglass and how is that worth it i i've got this going on right now this seems to be working why you would i also, put you could also take passengers while you were doing the podcast so like you'd be like hold on i have to drop somebody off mm -hmm. and we could just... i could do that but yeah. I, I i'm perfectly happy doing this at home and it, it gives me structure during the pandemic exactly i i know i have something to do every night during this pandemic because i've got the podcast now at night that's great yeah, we, um, you know, for, for during the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we, we definitely kind of kept to ourselves. A lot of times we'll pass music back and forth um, when we're writing. Um, so, you know, I'll write some terrible riff and send it to Ivan and then he'll actually turn it's it not on. He'll turn it into a song. Um, but we eventually, you know, we decided um, to, that we were going to, we were going to continue with practice. And I guess the good thing is, is that it's, it is a two piece, right? So there's no other individuals that we have to worry about. Right. We have our own rehearsal space. Um, you know, Ivan has, has a cat, like that's basically it. So, um, you know, so, but we have been careful during, during the quarantine for sure. And trying to navigate, you know, what's going on and how to, how to musically handle this has yeah. been crazy. We're, we're not a five person band. We're the same two people. It's like, I, I think you told me something about the exposure to like people in your family. And it's like, this is family for me. So yeah. this is it. it I did, you know, I haven't seen anybody else. Like I haven't seen 
you know, new people, so to speak. So in, in the, you know, making your choice in, in far, as far as like keeping my sanity and playing music or, you know, just waiting around for America to get shit together. Yeah, we're going to keep playing. Yeah. Good so. call. Uh, so let's talk about this. The new release is yeah. Unicorn Bones. The, this is like my, my Kimmel Fallon Letterman moment. <laughs> the new release is Unicorn Bones uh, by Bellhead. Uh, I love it. And speaking of Sheriff Scabs, the first song on this is Snuff Film 1974. That is a a Sheriff Scabs song, Uh, which, you know, if you're going to open an EP, why not open with the darkest, most disturbing thing you possibly can? That's it. Right. You know, it's 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 funny because we we write these songs and we don't always have like we we write these songs and we're like we we enjoy them. And there's there's so much fun and they're great. And we actually. we we do a cover um and <laughs> um we actually do do and we've played it live before so we do this amazing cover of prince's i will die for you right and um and so we're playing it live and and you know my fiance is in the crowd and i'm singing it and i thought i'd be super sweet and it's like this is for you babe and we you know we get off stage and he's like that is the most goddamn unnerving thing i've ever heard you guys perform and it's like <laughs> but it's sweet. It's a love song. He's like, I don't know how you turned a love song into whatever you just played, but, but that's the, that's the secret of a good cover, right? I mean, that's right. making it your own, <laughs> yeah. but I think that's the secret of bellhead. Right. So how do you like, we have these really dark. I think there's, there's a bit of uh, sort of an Adams family, but we're not dark on purpose. It just turns out that way to other people. And, like with with Kara saying this, so we were like, really, like, no, it's not. And then later on, we're kind of like, oh, okay, well, maybe he's right, you know. But <laughs> it, it, like, it doesn't, you know. I um, somebody said something about, you know, how like snuff film was about, you know, about a snuff film, and it's, you know, like, like you made a song about a snuff film. It's like, no, it's about being subjected to watching a snuff film. And the, the torture and suit, like the, you know, emotionally creates this tension. So, you know, like the, it, what the song should sound like that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, no, job well done. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, props to Sheriff Scabs himself for uh, writing it, never recording it. And it was just, a, you know, something that I was like, hey, let's dust this thing off and give it life. And Sheriff Scabs had recorded songs that I wrote. Uh, you know, if you've ever seen the uh, Boogeyman video where Karen's in the, uh, Oh, in the moose costume. Moose costume. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote that song and they did it without me, so it was just you know kind of returning the favor, and that's where we how we met was through Sheriff Scabs. So he he's a connector. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Fibrous tissue. Yeah. yeah. I think videos. I think the e, the EP is also cool because like, I mean, this is like for for us, it's it's a labor of love, right? And we've really put a lot of a lot of work and intention into it, and you know, with Bellhead, it's, it's how do you, how do you successfully make an EP and write songs with the two person bass band? Um, which is the trick. Uh, uh, th- thankfully most of that's Ivan's programming in the background. Um, but, uh, it definitely, um, you know, you have to, you have to be mindful of like, you know, be, be comfortably uncomfortable. So drop out, you know, play with, uh, play with the back and forth, play with the sound and the tones and what you can get. And I think what it turned into was just, uh, you know, a great product that I'm proud of. 
well, most importantly, take your bandmate who's never sang lead and then be like, okay, here you go. Here's the part. <laughs> uh, All right. So speaking of videos, yeah, I'm going to try and show this. I probably won't get audio on this, but uh, this is the new, like super newly released video for the title track, Unicorn Bones. Mm-hmm. Can you see it? Is it coming through? Maybe not. It is coming through. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's coming through on Facebook. Oh, there it is. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think the audio is coming through, but uh, I love the look and, and style of this. Well, That's thanks to thanks to John Weaver, who's an amazing videographer. Um, Ivan and I have both worked with him for years and years and years um, on various products, uh, projects. So, yeah, the Weaver, you know, we were like, hey, we want to go outside and get weird. And uh I talked to him and he's like, so I've got this lens. So you can give it a real John Ford feel. I'm like, you got it, buddy. Let's do it. Let's, let's go outside and get weird. And uh, uh, Cla- Clarissa says hot referring to the video. <laughs> so we, uh, we went to an undisclosed location, you know, like Ren and Stimpy used to stay like uh, what is it in the, in the large intestine of a sperm whale. Right. So 15 miles onto the middle of nowhere and with just what we could carry and I do have to thank our mate Noah was lit- his his job was to just carry, carry water. water. So we brought a man to carry water. That's how that's how you know got out there and just got weird. Yeah. So yeah, we the did, masks. Though, it was it was a 15 mile walk. So Weaver's like, oh well, it's just like it's a mile, <laughs> right? And, then, mile. and it's just another mile, and it's just another mile. Oh. And you know, we're in full stage guard because it's like, well, if it's only a mile walk. Yeah. I'm not going to bring a change of shoes. Um, but no, that mile was actually 15 miles. Um, and we were hot and sweaty and I was miserable and grumpy. Um, and I appreciate Ivan for being patient with me the whole time because I was not in a good mood. But the video came out fantastic. Right. So it was it. worth it in the long run. I love it. And I, I love that this is probably my favorite song on the EP. It, it varies by day. Uh, Ivan, your voice is so sinister on this track. I oh, love it. Thanks. <laughs> I, I really mean that in a good way. Yeah, low low rasp is kind of my default setting. I, I try not to do that all the time, but that's kind of where it just drops to. Usually, bring me the necromancer, the alchemist, the topless dancer. Yep, that was with Soul Karen on it. <laughs> he sent me he sent me the lyrics, and I'm like, I know I'm in the right band when I have a bandmate that rhymes necromancer and topless dancer. Oh yeah. That, that's how you make fans there i mean that's right. that's it that's that sold me that's why i'm wearing the shirt that's kind of the the evolution of things is that like i finished the lyrics for unicorn bones on valentine's day and we recorded it like a couple days later right yeah yeah so that song was last to the set where knife is the first song we wrote like the first day we were in a rehearsal space first thing we ever wrote together was knife and it was like this will work yeah so you're hearing an increase in Karen's vocal responsibilities as times go on, you know, um, like I'm, I'm looking forward to a song where Karen will sing and I'll just step back, you know? Uh, but when we, when we did the single runaway, that was the, the first song where you were like, your voice was, my voice was pushed in the front. Yeah. Yeah. So Karen's in the, she's in the, uh, vocal booth and she's like, you guys, you're going to mix this back. Right. And I'm in the control room. I'm like, right. And I click out and the engineer goes, you're not going to mix the back. I'm like, nope, not at all. Yeah. (laughs) Our, our engineer, Neil, is the only uh, 
the only other person that kind of involved in the assembly of the sausage. And he's fantastic in keeping us balanced and, uh, yeah. you know, on task. Your sausage is delicious. I mean, really, he does a fine <laughs> job with that. I appreciate that. It actually, um, you know, when we start, we started doing this project and we were writing songs and we were getting everything together, we actually went into the studio um, you know, we had, you know, we had our, our two singles. So we had uh, fire control, we had runaway come out. And so we, we've, we've invested time, we've invested money into a product, we, we printed shirts, we got, uh, we bought a laptop, and we're literally at our, our debut show at Livewire. And Ivan leans over to me and goes, should we have played some of these songs for people before we have a show? Perfect timing. Yeah, we, we did like a count. We were like, okay, counting the mastering engineer, the recording engineer, ourselves. And it was like, like seven people have heard any of this. That's and we should have maybe. Shared maybe, it out. Yeah. You know? Before we, you know, like we believed in what we were doing, but we're to the point where we didn't tell anybody about, you know, beforehand until it was ready to be revealed kind of thing. I but that could have been a, a deadly backfire. I think it's a good <laughs> so, strategy, though. Don't overthink it. Just. Full speed ahead. Right. I mean, I think with, with us doing us being in the music industry for so long, um, where we do things that you probably should never no. do as a band, but um, but we but we do. We were recently told a piece of advice from a mate of ours to that his strategy is to I don't know how he phrased it, but it was like like reach out to yourself kind of thing. And I think we kind of instinctively have done that. Like we're making music for ourselves, but not like in a, uh, like a self-involved kind of like, right. this is my magnum opus more like young me thinks this is cool. You know, like, like I get excited, you know, like uh, I want to keep the intro short cause I want to get to the song. You know, I want like, I wanted to pack a punch and it's like, that's real loud. That's real weird. It's like, well, that excites me kind of thing, you know. You mentioned uh, both Fire Control and Runaway. How come they're not on Unicorn Bones? <laughs> I wanted to put them on Unicorn Bones. Um, you know, there we we actually have so much music right now, um, which is not a bad problem to have. Uh, we we actually are uh, have enough material for a second EP right now, and so. Um, it's, it's hard to do this because you want to share so much of your music and so, so many things that you have. Um, and so, you know, Fire Control and Runaway have been out for a while. So we, I, you know, wanted to share new stuff with people. And, you know, there's nothing to say that we can. I mean, you say it's been out for a while, but Fire Control has been out for a year, roughly I mean, a year. Yeah. I don't know. It's I been the know. longest year of our lifetimes, to be fair. I, it's it's no been like 25 years. Anymore. I don't know what year it is. Like we it's, only played our first show in like june of last year like it hasn't been that long well it feels like in an eternity it's being true, with you true. ivan so so yeah no we we have we have songs that we recorded that are done and when we we kind of picked and choose and th prior to the panic like we're very much not a social media driven band we're very much a, a live band like we you've held up a cd and you are one of like five people who have them We've got a whole bunch of those. Yeah. We planned on playing live, but the thing is, 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 is 
that's the kind of band we are the band that made you know things specifically for come to the show we we have a whole new t-shirt that no one has seen that we're just holding for playing live and we're starting to go well should we have a web store and it's like i don't really want to run a web store i want to play shows and reward yeah, yeah. you are one of the only people who has one of those at this point you know no those are out there yeah those are those, everywhere those, those, i love yeah. this uh let's go back to unicorn bones real quick uh, the the song I, I kind of go back and forth on as being my favorite between that and the title track is always uh, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about this song. This, this strikes me as a, a more introspective song, perhaps lyrically. Those are lyrics are the longer I live, the less I know. Right. I did write that. Yeah. Uh, so Karen sent me the bass riff and I, you mean uh, a bass riff. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. The the low bass. And I played something on it and I sent it back to her and she never replied. And do that often. Yeah. So then later on, I found it again and I was listening to it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. But we apparently just dropped the ball, which I think we do more times than Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. So things get scattered. So I just sort of built the whole song around these these parts and and uh um, I dipped back into some older lyrics uh, and took them in a different, like a different tone. There's a Mr. Russia song called Someday. And so the, the lyrics in that song are, are, are in reference to that, but then the song goes into more of a, how it gets loud, you know, how it kind of, it sort of does the hero's kind of uh, increasing arc sort of thing. Um, See, yeah, I, I love songs like that. I love songs that kind of build that momentum and, and that drama. So you're the one doing the streaming. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, you, you guys should know, uh, Kurt on the Facebook Live just said, I was just going to ask how I can get a physical copy. Look at uh, that. So, so we might have to do that web store. Yeah. So so right now we only we only have the digital on Bandcamp, but... Uh, but if enough people start commenting, um, we definitely will 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 put them up for sale on on Bandcamp on for a physical CD. Honestly, we were we were really hoping, um, like everyone, that it would be a normal 2020 yeah. and that we would be full steam ahead and we'd be on tour and we'd be playing shows every weekend. And um, and how do you navigate? Like, what do we do? And so we haven't. Um, like everybody, we're learning how to navigate these bizarre waters. Yeah. So. Um, so honestly, yes, if enough people comment or, you know, they could, they could PM, uh, PM us on Facebook, uh, Bellhead Band, and we'll, we'll make it happen. The cool. shirt you have is the only piece of physical merch we have up for sale. That's on our band camp. And, and this right here, it, it, it's handsome. It's a value at any price. Uh, I, I strongly recommend it, it fits. It fits perfectly. Um, I get complimented on the street when I wear it. Um, I really, you'd be crazy. It's not a good to shirt. It's a good shirt. We spend a, a, a frightening amount of time Too much. picking the fabric for the shirt. Because, yeah, I, some of the, some band shirts are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you don't sure. want that nasty Hanes beefy tee. Yep. No. Rusty no. vinyl. Um, and because we're, you know, not only are we musicians, but we're fans like, of music. Yeah. Um, we want to make sure that people get the value for what they get and if they get a shirt to be able to to want to wear it so we literally went to practice and had like here's 
band t-shirts. Bring in your favorite band yeah, t-shirt to feel the fabric. Yeah. And so then we went to our printer and like, can you make that, you know, and, and yeah, we're very particular about that. How big the logo sits, where it sits in the shirt. It matters. It's like, what does Karen say? If the logo is too low. You don't want the logo too low because then it's going to, it's going to, you know, if, if you have a little bit of belly like I do, like it's going to look all funky yeah. and you don't want that stretching out in weird spots. I, I think about that, too. I, I've got my, I'm trying to work off my root beer belly, but it, it, I need first of all, black is very slimming, right. uh, which I appreciate. But no, the, the shirt actually handles my curves pretty well. Well, thank you. Yeah. But I mean, that's what we everything that we do, we try to do with that level of care, like the stickers that are inside the CD, yeah. that those are supposed to be, we want when you get that thing home, if you get it at a show, that there's extra involved, you know, like mm -hmm. we're trying to, like with the zine that we make, we have a second one to do, you know, which is all just us being creative without it being kind of like, a, this is about us, this is us selling us. It's like, this is just something that we thought was exciting and we wanted to put it together and we wanted to share. I love it. Okay, so Bellhead Band is where we find you on Facebook and on Bandcamp if people want to listen to the album, if they want to support you and buy a digital copy, if they want to send you a DM and say, seriously, sell me a CD of this. I, I want this. Uh, they can they can hector you about that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see you're both doing well. I, I, I've said it a million times on this podcast. We are starved for good content during this pandemic, and uh, you delivered. So thank you for putting out this release we love it well thank you for so much support and love i mean a lot of this we couldn't do without you and and uh, all of the fans and our friends and you know we are we are going to keep releasing content we're going to keep doing crazy awesome hilarious unnerving things <laughs> um yeah i mean we we actually broke down and decided to do a a, a live stream show in september yep. awesome so oh yeah september, i saw that on facebook yeah yeah september 17th we'll be uh we'll be doing a virtual stream from livewire which is our really is my 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 was my home away from home uh before before everything happened i, lo I love that place yeah it's great and they have they have uh, booze slushies now um, and then we actually have, we have a couple more things in the books already. Um, besides the, you know, the t-shirts that no one has seen yet. We, uh, those are really for play. <laughs> um, we, uh, there's going to be, uh, another single coming out in October. Uh, we have a, um, there's going to be a song on a soundtrack that we actually can't, uh, divulge too too much information on. And uh, we're actually already pre-production in for our next two music videos. So awesome. uh, we will not keep you all from content starvation for sure. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm especially excited to find out what the soundtrack is. Is it, the new, Thor, is it the new Thor movie? No, it's not. We're not that important. Unfortunately. The, the Batman? Uh, no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is it something? Is it something spooky? I know you can't answer. Is it something Halloweenish? Is you it know, Terrifier too? Oh, that would be good too. It would be great if we got Marvel money. If we could end up on the Marvel money. Yeah, right. I, I agree. It'd be great if I got Marvel money too. <laughs> It'd be we great if we all got Marvel money. The Guardians three soundtrack, like that. You know. Yeah. Right. No, before not, I, before I cut that, you loose, not that important. That's before I cut you loose, you, you, we're all in the same nerdy plane. It seems to me. 
during this pandemic, and you can disagree, it seems to me that Marvel is completely dropping the ball. Like as DC is ramping up for the DC fandom this weekend, they're keeping people engaged and talking about their properties and Marvel's, they're just kind of waiting for things to somehow get better and it's not happening. Well, okay. So reasons for that is one, uh, AT&T has looked at the bottom line and said, you get out there and make us some money, DC. Marvel is tied up in, like contracts are already signed. Yeah. Like New Mutants, in New Mutants, which the first trailer came out before we started this bang. <laughs> there's there's contracts that say this has to get a theatrical release. Yeah. And then HBO has the option for the first run on like almost every movie because they've been around since the 70s. So like a lot of these things that are already inked are hard to, to break or change. And Marvel is planned sort of so far out that they're not ready to pivot on a dime. DC doesn't know what they're doing. So they're like, here, you want that? Look, it's Jim Lee. He's got a backpack. Enjoy, you know? So I, I think DC is kind of like they're, they're because they're, uh, they're the underdog. They're like, they're ready to scrap. They're ready to try, you know, like they managed to keep putting comics out uh, through the pandemic where Marvel did pencils down, you know? So yeah. it's kind of that, that, that need, that underdog is kind of keeping them going. Yeah, and I think I think everyone was 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 relying so much on Disney Plus, and now, yeah. um, you know, with who knows, like, is the Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out? Like, we know the Mandalorian's coming out, but you know, is I know the Mandalorian's coming out. I didn't do Disney Plus because they didn't have Max Max Devlin. You know that movie? Yeah, I see that. Oh, I, I don't. I, I, I hate Disney Plus. I mean, Disney Plus is for kids. It's for families. It's yeah. I didn't do Disney Plus. I'm I'm not uh not. They didn't have that uh, Bill Cosby as the devil movie. So I was like, nope. They don't have it. I'm not signing Okay. Up. I mean, I I'll I'll jump on for Falcon and the uh, Winter Soldier. Yep. I, I would jump on for Falcon right. and the Snowman. I like Sean there Penn. Mrs. King. Yeah. Right. The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not there right now. No, but like, like, even like know, a, a, an episode like, of what if something to like wet our appetites. Uh, yeah. Well, shield's been out. So they, they just, I mean, no spoilers. And, and I won't, uh, cause uh, Dave and I just finished the, the final of shield and that's been going on, but I don't think everyone is as big of a fan of that show. Shield is probably the best thing to come out of the MCU. I'd stop it really I, I gave up after a couple seasons it's really really good it's really good and it really rewards you for staying with it like it's really good and the guy who plays Fitz needs to be in more movies like he's he's a real actor that kid's got charm okay all right pandemic <laughs> You are Bellhead. You are Karen. You are Ivan. I'm going to wrap up social media. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening and paying attention. Uh, much appreciated to have you here on a Tuesday night.